0: Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in plant school.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Plant School. I'm so excited today because we have on a special guest and my friend, her name is Mikkel, and she has a lot of experience with floral design. And so we're going to hear from her in just a second, just like an introduction to floral design, how to do it in your own home and how to be successful at it. I do, however, want to apologize. My internet was a little spotty during this interview, so there are times where Mikkel's audio does cut out, and I did my very best to edit it so that it is easy to understand. But if there are parts where it's just a little bit spotty, just know that that's why I was having a little bit of trouble with the internet. But I hope you guys enjoy this interview. And before I get to it, I have a giveaway winner to announce so right this very second i have entered in everyone's names into i don't know it says wheel it was the first thing that popped up when i said random name generator so here we go i put in everyone's name who entered in let's find out who won this one though how do i spin the wheel of names oh click to spin come on rachel here we go oh it has noise Oh, it claps for us. We have our winner, Ashley Dipmars. I am pretty sure you entered on Instagram, so that is where I will reach back out to you to let you know that you've won, unless you happen to reach out to me first for some reason. But we will go from there, get your t-shirt size, and figure out where to send this free plant to and free plant t-shirt. Thank you all so much for entering. I really do appreciate the support you guys have shown. And I do these giveaways fairly often, so I will let you know when the next one is coming up. You can share it again with someone else and you can let me know that you've done so and I will re-enter you and you can take as many chances as you want to win a free plant and free plant-related merch from my merch store, whether that's a plant school sticker or a sticker that says I like plants or a shirt that says I like plants. There's so much fun stuff on there. And I do want to give everyone, you know, multiple chances to be able to win. Anyways, congratulations to Ashley. And here is my interview with Mikkel Farnsworth. All right, I'm so excited to have Mikkel Farnsworth here on the podcast. And before I have Mikel kind of introduce herself and what she does, me and Mikkel have been longtime friends. And I I didn't tell Mikel this, but when I was starting this podcast, I made a list of people that I thought would be fun to have on (laughs) and you were actually at the top of
0: my list (laughs) and I
1: just have never reached out because I didn't know if you would want to. I have some like old professors on there. I'm like, I don't know if these people are too busy or would want to, but I'm so excited because I wanted you to be here on the podcast for a long time. And yet we, how did we first meet? Was it in class? I think it was at work first. Yeah, I think it was at work. We both worked at the
2: greenhouse, but we never met there.
1: Which and is so
2: unfortunate. You... I know. It, we could have used that friendship. Yeah. Um. But then when you started at the flower shop, I think is when we officially met. And then we also had class together.
1: That's right. Yeah. So we both were working at the greenhouse, but different shifts. So we never crossed mm-hmm. paths. I just heard about this girl who was really good at floral design. And I wanted to meet you because I, I, at the time, that's what I wanted to be was a floral designer. And yeah, and then we worked together at the floral shop for a short yeah. time for me. Mikkel was there for much longer and knows so much more. So that's why I'm excited to have her. But before we get into that, Mikkel, would you mind introducing yourself and what you do, kind of what you're up to with your life right now?
2: Yeah, Totally. So my name is Mikel. I studied the it was then called landscape management program at BYU. Now it's like plant and landscape systems or something. And I worked at campus floral on campus for I believe it was four years and did that. I was a designer in the back, made floral arrangements. And then when I graduated, I went on to actually work at a grocery store as a floral manager for a year, which was wild, but I felt like it really taught me a lot about like managing and all of that side of stuff, like with grocery stores, which was really good. And then after a year there, I got out of that. It was a kind of stressful job. And then I moved out to Maryland with my husband and I started working at another flower shop. And this one was kind of more in like a ritzy neighborhood. So we were doing like five hours there. And then I worked there for a year and a half. And then I Baby and stopped working at home full time with him.
1: Yeah. And uh, Mikkel has this awesome Etsy shop. And that's kind of like your whole Instagram right now is dedicated. Well, I guess your Etsy shop Instagram is dedicated to all of that. And I do want to shout it out because we've been kind of working together for the past. I don't know, week and a half. And it's still going on by the time this episode comes out and you guys are listening, it's still going on. So if you check her out at mix.art.goods, you can see she's doing this series of mini houseplants and they are adorable and so much fun. And she's also sharing just a lot of really great info about it. And if you go to her Etsy shop, there's so much more than just like little houseplant drawings. There's just all sorts of art for everyone. I think one of my favorites is your National Park series. I think those were so beautiful too. Yeah, that was um,
2: kind of my first series. So I've been doing like art on the side as a hobby, like all through college and and then I did like a national park series which kind of kicked it off and then ever since then I've done a lot of different art We I'll do like drawing or watercolor it's kind of my favorite stuff to work with so yeah I've been doing mini house plants and fun yeah
1: and those are in watercolor too right yeah okay. yeah and they're all like a one inch by one inch little house plant yeah they're so much fun Okay, so from the title of today's episode, you guys can see that we are going to be talking about floral design. And for good reason, because Mikkel does know a whole lot about it. So I guess we've kind of covered how you got into floral design. I do want to ask, though, like, was there a draw for it for you? Or was this just an open job on campus? Or did you really have a reason for going into it or anything like that? It was definitely a draw
2: since I was like, I don't know, middle school. I always was like oh someday I'm gonna like move to Italy and have a flower shop and then once I was in college I actually it was kind of funny I, I got a coupon for easy from the flower shop on campus and so I went to go get it and I walked in there and I was like oh my goodness why have I not like known about this half have to work here so I moved home that summer and how I got the job, and then I just was ready to be there as much as she needed, and then she started training me as a
1: florist. And, yeah. And so, for those that are listening, where where should we start? Like, what should we know first about floral design coming into it?
2: So, as I've been a florist for many years, I think that it's my due diligence to say that this isn't to replace a florist because. I'd say you definitely, there's a place for you need them for events. Like if you're doing a wedding or anything high design, that's not something you can do on your own because it takes a lot of skill and time to kind of like master the design principles and how everything should go together. And your average Joe is going to know if you designed and did your own wedding flowers and don't have the skills behind it necessarily. also a florist and there's more of like a freshness and then you can also find rare types of flowers so I would say for any of those things you definitely want to go to a forest
1: that's good to know because I feel like some people might listen to this and be like oh I'm good to go I can do my own wedding now <laughs> but definitely yeah, forests totally. are needed it's an art it's an art
2: yeah and I would say they are they get expensive like my first week working at this flower shop in Maryland. Mariette. Now they had me design a $200 arrangement and I was floored. I was like, this is crazy. So I designed it and put it on, on a table. And within a day, someone came in, asked how much it was and then bought it. Like
1: wow. <laughs> it expensive,
2: you dude. weren't I lying would...
1: about it being ritzy. Yeah, it can get really expensive.
2: So I would say like, I totally understand. But like, I mean, I don't feel like I can go to a florist all the time because it's just it's not in everybody's budget. So I would say if you want flowers, just something fun, maybe you want to design them or something, then I totally say, yeah, like a grocery store or a farmer's market or a local farm. Like that's totally a good way to go. And I would say as far as grocery stores go, my favorites. I don't know if this is like everywhere, but Trade Joe's is well known mm-hmm. as having a good floral department. And I really do like their flowers and they're good, they're good prices and good quality. Costco they does fairly well too. They're pretty big, like wraps of flowers and stuff. So you may not need that many flowers. And then as far as a grocery store, just like your your corner grocery store Smith's or whatever, you want to get familiar your store because there's generally a floral manager at each store. So I would say with your local grocery store, just kind of like take a look, see if things look droopy, if things look like they're just if they look nice, if it looks designed and clean, there's a better chance that there's like a good forest there. Um mm-hmm. and also grocery store they generally get their this is everywhere, but at a grocery store they generally get their flower equipment, like a big one each week. It's really key to just know kind of when that comes. So you can even ask the florist at the grocery store. You see them behind the counter. You can say, hey, when do you get your flower shipment? And usually they'll tell you. And usually it's either Monday or Tuesday is their big one. So when you're buying flowers, I would say shoot for like, I would probably go in like a Tuesday afternoon. They've had time to put out the new flowers. Everything will be the freshest.
1: Okay. And when you're picking them out, because I feel like a lot of people, like I saw this even at when we were working at Campus Floral, someone would come in and just be so overwhelmed with the choices, suffered from like indecision of like, I have no idea where to start. So for someone walking in to their grocery store and they found that like the flowers are fresh, they're looking good. Do you go by color? Do you kind of just go by what you feel like? How would you suggest to someone who has indecision going about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I tend to go for color. And then it's handy because I've worked with flowers long enough that I kind of know what's a longer lasting flower, but longer lasting is good. So, just for reference, some longer lasting flowers could be like a carnation, mums, or daisies. Sunflowers, typically, also tulips, sometimes roses. So I would say my biggest thing at the grocery store is I just want something that's going to be fresh. So I'm going to share a couple tips okay. about how to find the freshest. So the, the biggest thing is know when the shipment comes in, kind of have an idea. And then the next thing, you want to get up close to the flowers. And as a kid, I was always like warning. Don't touch the flowers, like that'll hurt them. I mean, yeah, you don't want to like rough house with the flower, but it, it it's okay. So I actually do suggest kind of touching the petals a little bit, see if they're firm. If it's a rose, you actually want to touch like the bulb of the rose, if that makes sense, like right above like where the stem meet, like the bell of the flower. So mm-hmm. touch down at the bottom. If it feels kind of hard and firm, that's a really good sign. If it feels really loose and squishes really easy, that means it's an older flower. And if it's hard, but like doesn't feel full, that means that it's also older and they just fold petals off. So don't go for those. And then another thing you want to check for is you want to have no moisture. Advantage. So you've got like okay of flowers and it's like wrapped in cellophane. So if you see little beads of moisture like inside near the flowers, generally you don't want to go for those as much because they'll probably there might be mold in there or something you just never know and then you also want to check that the at the bottom of the flowers that are in water that they're green if they're starting to look kind of brown or slime then they're not as good not going to be as fresh so go for more green
1: those are some good tips I didn't know about the rose like feeling the bulb underneath the petals that's so smart. Yeah, I am Yeah, it, I do
2: it all the time. It's good.
1: <laughs> We're going to take a quick break from our interview with Mikkel, but we will be right back and continue on with this interview. And so once you've gotten your flowers, what are kind of like some design basics someone should know when they're trying to create something beautiful for their home?
2: Yeah, totally. So you get home, you've got your flowers, and you're going to like see what you have, and you're gonna go on top of your counter one by one, and just pull off all of the leaves and thorns if there's thorns. And you want it, like, pretty far up the flower, just all the leaves gone. You probably want, like, about three inches under the flower to still have
1: the leaves because that'll be the part that's outside of the vase when you put it in. What's the purpose of that? Is that just to get rid of the extra stuff from, like, clogging up the vase or...?
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely that. And then also just the more stuff in the vase, like the leaves and stuff, they're going to kind of go like kind of gross and they'll mm-hmm. make more bacteria in the water and then just make the flowers go bad faster. Gotcha. Um, and then also for a design, like it's easy. You're not trying to like stuff your stems into a bunch of leaves. So once you have all of the leaves stripped back, you're going to get your vase out Fill it with some water. I'd say start with just like half full, kind of lukewarm water, and then pour your flower food in and swish it around. Once you have that done, you'll take your flowers, and this is the part where you start designing. So you will take your green first, and you probably want about four to five stems of greenery.
1: What are some examples of greenery, just for maybe those who have no idea what that term is?
2: So they don't have any flowers on them. So it's just eucalyptus is one or salal, just any any kind of just leafy green stems. It's usually like it's good if there's a lot of like laterals on the stem, like a lot of different leaves and branches and things, because that's going to help you with your grid. So you're going to take your greenery and I'm going to tell you about how to do it in your hand. does okay. isn't necessarily how like a florist designs, but it's really kind of to design so that you get like a good looking arrangement and I use it like I do this often if I'm in a hurry because it is pretty fail safe but it'll look good so you're going to take those greenery in your stem and you're going to poke them through kind of crisscrossing so you've got like let's say four stems of greenery and you're going to have all the stems going out at opposite angles under your hand so kind of your little nest of greenery and then you it's called like your filler flower. So that's the flower that's got multiple little flowers on it. So it could be like daisies or ostromeria, different kinds of like mums. And they just have a lot of little like little branches, little laterals of flowers. So you're going to take those and you're going to weave them into a grid of greens. And what you're shooting for is basically just like a ball shape of flowers. For the purpose of this, let's say my ball is the size of a volleyball. So I've got my gridlock of all of my greens, and then I've got my filler flowers on top. Now I'm going to line flowers. So the line flowers are like a snapdragon, a delphinium, larkspur, those flowers that's just the long, skinny ones. And I'm going to try to group them. So I realize that sometimes you don't have many of those. So Odd numbers are usually what's the best in in any floral thing. You kind of want odd numbers, like if you have groups of threes or fives. But a lot of times something from like a grocery store, you're only going to have like three total. Or or even those, you just want, say you have three. You want one grouping of two and do it on the opposite side of the arrangement. So it kind of offsets. So let's say you only have two line flowers, though. I would put them together and kind of put them to the side of the arrangement, shooting out. And the main thing there is you just don't want it to look like you have bunny ears or antenna or something coming out of your arrangement. The line flowers are a little trickier, but I would say just groupings where you can and then have kind of opposite ends, like do like a think of a triangle like you want the two far sides of the triangle Then once you've got your line flowers full flowers so ones are like a sunflower or a hydrangea or um, a gerber daisy something like that that's bigger and it's shiny and you want it to be like the main show so you're gonna take these and I would say you probably have I don't know depending on What you got from the market, you might have like just a couple, or you might have five. These ones you can kind of decide what kind of a look you want for your arrangement because you've already got kind of the the grid and the the ball shape. So you can like you can continue with the ball shape, or you can like in the center of the arrangement that you see all the time, like the front of the arrangement, you can put like a couple in front, and then just one near the back or something. You can kind of decide whatever looks good to you and that will depend too like if they're different colors you might want to look you know like maybe I want one yellow in the back and one yellow in the front and a pink in the front next to it or something like whatever looks good to you that's where it's just up to your eye and then the last thing is your accent flower so that is going to be like your baby's breath or your wax flower or aster those are the the flowers that have teeny little flowers all over them. So these ones, you're going to fill any holes. You want to hold your array that you have in your hand. Hold it farther out in front of you and kind of like twist it around and look and just see if there's any spots where there's like no flowers or you kind of see the stems through or it just looks a little blank. And that's where you'll put in the accent flowers. So kind of where you've got all of your your main designing dime. And then while you're at your arrangement and you're looking at these accent flowers, what you want to do is make sure that the heights of them are good. So for instance, like the greenery is going to be the lowest and then the focal flowers you want a little higher. So you'll just try to like lift those a little bit higher than the others. And you'll kind of like loosen it with your hand, like jiggle it a little bit. You can use your clippers. And use clippers instead of scissors because scissors have a flat side on them that can touch the stem, whereas clippers have two sharp sides. So you'll clip all of your flowers to the height of your base. You want just the flowers and the greens at the very top of the base, touching the top and then up from there. And you will cut all of your stems at a 45-degree angle. And this is good because it's one allows for more surface area of the stem to be open so that more water can get through. and then also it makes it so your stem isn't just sitting flat on the bottom of the arrangement. So it's like able to get more water in and it's less susceptible to get all of the defect and gross stuff that
1: sits on the bottom. There you' got your arrangement. Awesome. And so how long can you expect an arrangement to last usually? Or is there a way to kind of extend that? If you're getting it from a
2: florist, probably about a week is like a guaranteed time usually. If it's from like a grocery store, it's probably going to be more around like four or five days. You can you can make it stretch. So what you want to do with that is you've got your arrangement and you want to put it not in direct sun. Don't put it anywhere where it's going to be like lit. You don't want it to be under like a draft or be dry you don't any of that so put it somewhere safe like that and then you want to change the water every probably like every two maybe three days and cut all the stems again each time you change the water so that they can have a fresh little opening to bring in the water and then the other thing you want to do is if you see any flowers that are starting to die hurry and take those out because if you don't then bacteria in the vase and then they'll make the other flower fast and then finally the other thing you want to keep your arrangement from is any type of ripening fruit like a fruit Mm -hmm. bowl of apples or something because the fruit as it's ripening lets off a gas called ethylene which then transfers to the flowers and then makes them also die faster so if you're doing all things and and using flower food as well the little packets they give you then I would say your arrangement should last definitely on the higher end of days.
1: Okay, yeah. And for the flower food, do you like change out the water and put in new flower food? Do you just dump in extra flower food? How does that work? Yeah, so when I
2: change the water, and, and this is a tip when you're at the grocery store, a lot of times there's kind of like a little where the florist works. They will sometimes have like dishes or flower food packets. So look for that and grab extras because then when you're changing the water later, it you'll want to like get fresh water, put the
1: flower food in, swish it around. I've heard of people and I think this was in floral design class. So I don't know that teacher, she was fun. And I sometimes wonder some of her advice, how great it was, But she said you can make your own flower food by using, I think it was like Sprite and lemon juice. Have you ever heard of that? Is that a real thing? <laughs> It
2: was from that class. I heard the same thing in there. I think she also said like penny in. yeah. Just don't do any of those things. Okay. Good to know. I would say if I have flower food, which a lot, because I'll go like pick them from a local farm or something. Just don't use flower food. I just go without and just try to keep the water clean as possible. And another thing that's really important is make sure that the flowers always have water. Like the first couple days when you first bring it home, sometimes those flowers are heavy drinkers because if they're fresh off the truck, when the grocery store or whatever had them, then they've been sitting without water for a long time. So they're still Mm -hmm. like probably pretty thirsty when you buy them. So they can go through the water. So you just have to make sure that all the stems are sitting in water.
1: Good to know. This is all such good info. Thank you so much for sharing this. And if we want to keep along with you and like what you're up to, where can we find you? What are your social handles?
2: Yeah. So I am most active on my, um, and that's on Instagram just at mix.art.goods and that's m i x ick sartgoods And I I share a lot to my story on there, not just about art. Like I'll share about plants, life, flowers. That's probably the best place to find me.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing all this information. There's no way I would have been able to encapsulate everything you shared. Because I think a lot of it just comes with all that experience that you have. So thank you so much, Mikal. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And that concludes my interview with Mikkel. I learned so much from her. I'm so excited to use all those tips that she shared with us, and I hope you guys found it helpful too. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant School Podcast, and I hope that you guys will join me next week
0: for another new episode. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram, at tinnyplant, that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week.